it's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello and welcome to the show. I am so excited to welcome back my guest today, Lori Richardson. She is founder and CEO of Score More Sales, but also, perhaps more germane to what we're talking about today, Lori is president of Women Sales Pros, a national organization that's helping support and develop uh, bringing more women into the sales profession. So the topic today is women in sales. Recent studies have shown that it is difficult to get women to consider a career in sales and it's sometimes hard to keep your top performers due to wage gaps and other sort of pervasive forms of subtle discrimination. And yet it seems crazy that many of the best and brightest candidates for sales positions, up to 60% of women, according to a recent study, aren't seriously considering a career in sales. So what's to be done? Well, Lori's going to help us sort it all out. Lori, welcome back to the show. Hey, Andy, it's great to be here. So maybe for people that didn't listen the first time, maybe just give us another brief introduction about yourself and your background. And Certainly. Um, I run a company called Score More Sales, which is a sales effectiveness organization. We work with mid-market companies, mid-sized companies on helping get more leads and better sales leadership. So that's what I spend most of my time on. But That's, I have that's your day job. Yeah. My, my pet project is in helping uh, more women consider uh, careers in B2B sales and more companies to figure out why they may not be hiring as many women as they would like. Okay. Gosh, that's a good question to come back to because I think sometimes <laughs> it's as, it may be as simple as actually looking for women to hire, but yeah. it seems like. But um, So there still are a lot of barriers to women entering sales. I mean, there is a study that came out from the Bureau of Labor Statistics that showed that the largest of all professions out there, the largest gaps between men and women is in sales, yeah. which I was really surprised to hear about, right? Because, you know, hey, sales is a meritocracy, right? I mean, our income is based on what we go out and earn. And yet on average, women only earn two thirds of what their male counterparts do in sales. I mean, is that a surprise to you? Uh, it, it isn't. Uh, in terms of in sales for the lower numbers, I know that something I did wrong in my career and other women do it as well is that we don't negotiate our salary. Mm -hmm. So I started out of the gate at a disadvantage to my male counterparts. Uh, I was focused on the commission aspect and I thought it was really smart because I could make as much as my male counterparts, which I did in commission, but not in salary. And and once you start out at a lower salary, you know, it just perpetuates. It's, it's very difficult to get caught up. So that's that's one area that is, is a big issue. But what's really interesting, Andy, and I wanted to share this with you since we spoke last time, was that um, the CEB had a sales and marketing summit. And you can, um, once you explain CEB is for people listening. So yeah, the, the CEB, Corporate Executive Board, Corporate had executive. 2015 Sales and Marketing Summit. They, they do this every year. And they had a panel on women in sales. What I thought was really interesting was that they shared, just as we know, that um, the average total variable pay and base pay for women in sales is lower than men. Uh, I don't think that's a surprise. 
Um, we know that even the average commission rate is lower for women than men. It's 4.1% for women, 4.8% um, for men. And But here's the interesting part, Andy. The average quota attainment, 70% for women, 67% for men. So it's something that I like to share with people, especially CEOs that don't have some women on their sales team. I, I know CEOs that have no women on their sales team. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They want to. That There's actually some ROI involved in this. And not to mention the fact that you know, companies with female leadership outperform. Women are influential buyers. You know, there are a number of things that the CEB presentation brought up. Um, women are 50% of university talent. So, so the, the other thing is that it's really smart to have a sales team that reflects your buyers. Right. And, and if a percentage of your buyers are women, um, it, you know, it just makes a lot, a lot of sense. Okay. Let's go back to some of the figures you talked about. So on the average commission rate, because the interesting thing to sort of deconstruct for a second is that you have women that are on average attain a higher percentage of quota. Yes. 70 versus 67, I think you said. Yep. And yet their average commission was about, well, it seemed like it was about 10% lower. It, no, not, it was point. It was 4.1 to 4.5, so it was... Uh, yeah, about 10%, right? Yeah. So, so gosh, yeah, 5% higher, roughly 5% higher quota attainment, 10% lower commission. It's not... I mean, companies aren't giving out different plans for women, right. different commission plans for women, right? I mean, you wouldn't think. I'm I mean, certainly, certainly not big companies. I mean, maybe small companies, you see some of that going on. But I'm very curious as to how... You know, the research was done by exactly... Uh, exactly insights and um, they are a compensation um, right. tool. So um, it would be very interesting to hear more details about that. Um, the fact that, that women's, you know, still are, you know, they're, they're hitting the number though. And um, you know, they're attaining their higher percentage of quota is, I think that that's fantastic. And I think it's something to think about. Yeah. Well, I think if, if, we have women listening to the audience who are listening to the show that that you know, have their own experience with this, then we'd like to hear. I mean, contact me, my email address, Andy at andypaul.com. Easy enough to remember. And you know, if we get enough comments in and feedback in, then we'll have another Lori back for another show and we'll dig into some of these things. We'll talk to some of these people and find out what their experiences are because interesting to see how this originates. Now there was a study done by a professor at Wharton, her name is Janice Madden. M-A-D-D-E-N, and she found that saleswomen earn less than salesmen because they are systematically given inferior accounts that generate smaller commissions. <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's these more subtle forms of discrimination. Okay, hey, your commission plan on the surface of it, they're both the same, but we're going to give you the crap accounts. It's, you know, that that's a battle I'm not going to wage because I, 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 I've, I've lived some of that in my past sales career. However... You know, I'm going to let other people figure those those uh, stats out, and I'm just going to move forward. But it 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 wouldn't surprise me in some cases, and and other there are other uh, certain industries, and I've talked to a lot of people in the last number of months. 
you know, there are certain industries that are dominated by women sales reps and there are very few men. So it kind of depends on what B2B industries we're talking about. And um, but I know for me, I I had a a number of instances that I had to overcome in terms of getting getting good accounts. Well, so let me put it to you in the case of the work that you do with companies. I mean, you work with CEOs. Have you ever had to confront a CEO client and say, hey, you know, what you're doing that we've got this set up is just inherently unfair to the women on your sales team. Um, if I if I saw that, I would. Um, I what I tend to do more is talk with the the HR team, the recruiting team, head of sales about more ideas for them to to have more female candidates. Um, so in the case of one CEO of a technology tool company you would be familiar with if I said their name. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have any women sales reps. And I asked. The don't have CEO, any at all. Right. And, and I asked the CEO, uh, so of the applicants, how many men apply for sales positions and how many women? And he said it's about 80-20, 80% male. And I said, you know, right there, I'd be interested to look at the wording of your job descriptions. I'd be interested to see who is recruiting candidates and, you know, and learn a little more because most companies, and I've asked a lot of, a lot of sales leaders are getting, you know, more like 40 or 50% of their candidates are female. And so what, did you look at the job description by a chance? I did. And so what did you see in there that, that may a number of phrases um, that, are more toward aggression, uh, you know, the war words. That so we, we, want, we want hunter, we want aggressive, yeah. extroverts. Yeah. We want to be, we need, we're looking for aggressive, you know, self-starters. And, um, and so it, it's, you know, it's great when I can talk with a CEO that's open to that. And they're just willing, you know, all I want is for them to look at a different point of view. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just saying, you know, there are different ways to to approach an end result. And when I go back to uh, one of my friends, Shep Maher, who is a VP of sales at GuideSpark, you know, he says that if CEOs and heads of sales are not finding enough women, he says that they're not trying hard enough. So I like to use his words <laughs> rather than mine to say that. <laughs> well, it seems to be the case, right? I mean, yeah. You just look at the population distribution and so on, and, and especially given that there are a much larger number of females coming out of college these days than there well, are men, then it stands to reason that, that the ratios should start to change. Well, and you know, part of it, Andy, is that we, we like to hire and be around people that are like us. So, you know, if I went to prep school and I played a sport and I'm a guy, you know, I like a guy like that, you know, he'd be, and a lot of people use referrals. So personal referral is a friend of mine who went to school with me, who's a guy, you know, that's how it happens a lot of the time. But what's a, what's an interesting creative way to get different candidates? So what do you suggest to people? Um, I, I think that we actually have a, a list of some best practices and some recommendations. And if anyone's interested, they can Email me, Lori, at womensalespros.com. But do you have any you can share with us? That- um, I think you have to look at unconventional, you know, do something different than what you're doing. Isn't that insanity? Mm-hmm. Doing the same thing right, over and right. over. 
and expecting a different result. So, you know, look at different, um, you know, maybe I'm not going to look for athletes this time. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm going to look for people who are very coachable and trainable and have, um, have some incredible experiences that they can share. Um, I, I'm going to look for different types of backgrounds and, you know, maybe I'll look at different schools or talk to different, uh, you know, different recruiters or get a, a woman recruiter on my team at my company. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that is often missing is that a woman sales candidate will come in for an interview and she won't see any women in a leadership position. So one might say, you know what, I, I'm probably never going to get ahead here. Right. So, There's no opportunity for me because there are no women in management. Right. And so in, in a lot of, uh, in a number of companies, I know a woman, even if she's a, a very high senior executive, they will call her in to meet with a candidate if they have a very strong sales candidate who is a woman that they really want to hire so that she can interact with them and, and let them know that there are, are good possibilities here. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's when you look at the numbers, as you talked about this performance numbers, women have an edge, at least as the CEB found out in their, their study, it just yep. makes sense that you would want to recruit more high performers into your sales team. And certainly I think I agree with uh, Shep Maher's comment that if you're, <laughs> if you're not finding the candidates, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. And it's diversity in general, you know, yeah, we certainly obviously an issue in, in you know the tech business that's been written about extensively. And I think we see that even in some of the you know development of a lot of these uh, inside sales teams for certain high tech products that yep. you know the SDR, the out, initial outreach group, sales development reps, business development reps, largely dominated by men. Yeah, yeah. Why in that particular instance? I mean, the fraction seems even higher uh, that men versus women that normally be. Why do you think that's the case? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 it's, uh, it's a puzzle. Yeah, you know, I, I had a breakfast with a group of women sales leaders this morning in Boston, and uh, three out of five were telling me that their top uh, SDRs are female. Hmm. So, you know, and they're just they're just sharing facts. You know, they, it wasn't about. And you so know, what did they do? Did they share any best practices in terms of what they did to be able to recruit women into those sales development roles? No, they, they told me that's, that was another group that confirmed, you know, 50% of their candidates are, are women. And so they don't have trouble, um, bring them on. One of the, one of the late leaders said, you know, it's probably the questions that she uses. And, you know, again, I think it's, simple wordsmithing and some word changes. Um, there's an article that I saw. Um, it's called, um, can you spot the gender bias in this job description? Mm -hmm, <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, so there's a lot, there's a lot to it. There's a, a lot to talk about when it comes to that, but simple words and, and things that people aren't really even aware of. And um, so you can send me a copy of that article. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or a link to it. Cause we'll make it available on the website for people when they come and listen to the episode of the show, we'll make that link available to them to click on and read it. All right, yeah, we're going to take yeah. a short break, and we'll be right back with my guest, Lori Richardson, as we talk more about how to help more women enter the sales profession. Attention, sales leaders. Would you like to give your sales team the tools to drive more quality connects, scale their outreach, 
and spend more time selling? Well, you can with LiveHive. Get your ROI. Try it now at LiveHive.com forward slash ROI. That's LiveHive, L-I-V-E-H-I-V-E dot com forward slash ROI. Hi, welcome back. My guest today, Lori Richardson. You can find Lori online at scoremoresales.com as well as at womensalespros.com. So, you know, as organization president of this organization, Women's Sales Pros, you recently hosted a summit for women sales leaders. Uh, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So since we last poked, I'm really excited. We, we had our 2015 Sales Leader Summit in Chicago. It, it was not just for women. It's for women and men. Um, we filled the room with sales leaders. Uh, there are people that flew in for it, a lot of local folks. We had our sales experts there and some sponsors. Um, Jill Conrath did the opening keynote, and we had speakers like Colleen Stanley, who talked about emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and, you know, a whole host of folks. Um, It was extremely uh, well, it just came off really well. People were very happy with it. And so we're very excited that we have set our 2016 Sales Leader Summit. It's going to be in Boston. It's going to be on September 21st. So there's ample lead time, <laughs> and we're going to have a you know twice as many folks there. Um, I know that Jill Conrath will be our clo- closing keynote speaker, and um, it's it's going to be a great event. So who should attend? So anyone who is a sales leader. Um, so it's because- primarily for women sales managers or sales leaders, Um, men or women, men or women. Um, I, I, you know, I think that it's, you know, it's, it's good for everybody. And the focus is on, uh, you know, tactical skills and strategic skills for growing sales revenue. Um, we talk about things like emotional intelligence as well as, you know, we had a a sales prospecting panel that was just, you know, rapid fire tips and ideas to close a year out big. Mm-hmm. And and so we'll be doing the same thing. There will be some, you know, some strategic ideas, but also some real tactical, tactical things as well. So really looking forward to that. And then the Women Sales Pros website, um, in we've had, you know, women sales experts featured on there, but now we're interviewing a hundred sales leaders this year and we'll be posting interviews with all of them as we go. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about doing research with the university of New Hampshire on some different topics that will relate to women in sales. So what's the research are you doing? Um, we're looking into words. Um, just like, you know, the, the article that we're gonna, I'm going to send you mm-hmm. just the difference in words and how, um, there can be, you know, there are gender issues around some, some words and, and the power of words that you use. So how- subtle, subtle forms of discrimination that basically prohibit, yeah. not prohibit, but, but don't, uh, design perhaps not to attract women candidates. Yeah, and you know, I don't think of it like discrimination. I'm not mounting a discrimination campaign. I think of it as a, a means to an end. You you want a more balanced team with women and men. Let's find out what the barriers are, you know, if any that that are uh, that are in front of you. And and so certainly 
what you say, how you say it, who says it, you know, those are important things. And, and it's something to look at in, in terms of not just the makeup of your sales team, but of how you communicate with your prospective buyers as well. Right. So when you talk about use, choice of words and usage of words, I mean, it's an interesting, interesting subject. So, you know, listening to you, I'm not sure whether I understand, do you think that some of the choices of word are just unintentional? Yes, I do. I mean, it's just, it's cultural, just the way we do things. Some, someone, a male peer of mine recently um, said about me in, in print that, mm-hmm. that I was sweet. <laughs> sweet, smart, and wonderful. That's a very nice thing to say about someone, but in a business context, it, it doesn't empower me very well, does it? No. So why did you speak to this person about that? Yes, I did. And what did they say? I, he had no idea that that he was saying anything that might be construed as offensive. And and I, you know, I was clear to say, you know, I'm not offended at all. I just want to give you some feedback that if you know, if you're to describe me next time, there's some different words I'd I'd love for you to consider. You know, such as you know, I, I prefer caring to to sweet. You know, sweet is what my great grandma is. Right. Um, or but a, caring, a com- accomplished, com- competent. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and again, we can choose any words we want. It's interesting uh, the words that we choose. So it was just feedback to someone who claimed to you know really have no idea and and you know appreciated the feedback. Yeah, I mean, I and. When I use the word discrimination, I mean, the fact is that most, I think, most discrimination that takes place is sort of of the subtle, sort of inherent, unthinking type that takes, you know, it's, it's built into people. They don't really understand that they're doing it, as you yeah. said. And yet the net effect is that if it discourages people from applying for a job or discourages them from competing effectively within the job that they hold, the net effect is still the same. It's still a form of discrimination. Yeah, and if you're not comfortable in your sales team, for example, because of some of the joking around that people might do, you know, it's things like that as well. Um, you know, you, you need to have a professional environment, and and people need to be on top of that. That's a leadership issue. Mm-hmm. So do you address that in the summit with the sales leaders? Um, you know, we didn't last time, but it's probably a really good topic. It's a great topic to uh, to talk about. It's funny because it really wasn't about women in sales. It's just that all of our presenters happen to be women. Well, and the name of the organization is Women Sales Pros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that might have something to do with that. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, so those are the things. Uh, I'm talking with a lot of college and university sales programs. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another thing. We're seeing more and more degrees in sales, which I love. And, um, you know, that encourages more women because it legitimizes sales more. Mm-hmm. And so, so interestingly, in the faculty for those programs, I mean, what's the mix of, is it, you know, have you seen in terms of the leaders of the programs? I know some of them are more distinguished ones that emerged so far are led by women. Yeah, the, I've seen a mix. I've definitely seen a mix. I know there's a sales, um, you know, there's sales contests that some of the colleges have, mm-hmm. and universities. 
I know there's one coming up, uh, I think next week in Rhode Island. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of legitimacy being added by, by being able to have a, a, a major in sales. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's great when we talk about some of the barriers that uh, some of the studies talked about in terms of women entering the sales, the sales field is that maybe that academic degree with some sort of exposure as they're thinking about what their profession could be, could only help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, very interesting. Well, good. So, um, we only have a few minutes left, but I want to talk about, uh, you've got a new book coming out. I do. I'm so, actually, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, been so busy with, uh, all sorts of projects. We got to get this thing wrapped up. <laughs> so, but, so tell me about it. What's what's the title? Sales and... gems. Gems like stones. Sales gems. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a multifaceted approach to sales prospecting. Oh, hence the it's... multifaceted. Okay, that's yeah. how we tie in the gems. Okay, could have yeah. been sales sales diamonds as well. Yes. Yep. So, so what is a multifaceted approach? So a multifaceted approach involves. Uh, you know, typically people are leaning on one type of prospecting like social selling mm -hmm. or their opposite side of the spectrum, their phones. Mm -hmm. And my my goal is to help people see that there are seven different ways that, that they can prospect and that it's really good to mix it up, not just for your own, uh, you know, for your, your sales team's mind sake. I know I, I always had trouble, um, you know, I, I was kind of stir crazy and restless as a sales rep and I, I love to have some variety. Uh, but also you need to find where your buyers are. And, and just because you love social selling and you think it's really awesome, it doesn't mean you're going to reach all your buyers that way. And mm -hmm. same goes for the, the old school. I have some companies that we work with that are, um, you know, conventional companies are not technology companies are not cutting edge and they don't want anything to do with social selling. So they're not going to where some of their buyers are. And, and they're missing out. So I, I offer this multifaceted approach that makes it easy and and simple and, and methodical, which is also very important. So is it a matter of choosing, okay, so talk about seven, seven ways to reach prospects. Is it a matter of having one of each of the seven elements or finding the mix that works best for yeah, you? It's, that's a good point. It's a mix that works best. Um, there, as you know, there's no one prescription for everything and people always think, you know, I just want the one thing, you know, and then I'll do that. And, and I work with a lot of new reps that say, just tell me, you know, just tell me the bottom line, what to do and I'll do it. <laughs> and what's the secret way, you know, and, and we know there's no secrets. Um, it's, it's, it's work and it's learning as you go. Um, but certainly we, um, we need to mix it up and, and, and again, find, find where our buyers are and then match up to them in terms of the best ways to, to reach them. And, and there's, you know, there are no dead ends in sales. So, okay. So if somebody is, is looking at this and saying, okay, well, how, how do I choose the first one I'm going to use, right? Of the seven, in other words, that could be always be prescribed by the company you're working for. Hey, you're going to sit here and make phone calls. Um, cause I remember when I first got started in sales eons ago is, yeah, I was making a lot of phone calls. I was making a ton of cold calls out on, 
you know, in person, you know, driving yeah. out into the marketplace yeah. and walking door to door to door. Belly to belly selling, my boss used to call that. Yeah, I used to do, you know, 30, 40, sometimes more cold calls a day. Until yeah. then I saw what the really successful guy in the office was doing, which was none of that. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's a good idea. I should try that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how do how do people you know, make that first choice? You know, which which direction am I going to go? Make phone calls? Are going to do you know reach out through social to try to connect some people and then follow up with phone calls? I mean, what do you recommend for them as a place to begin? Well, you know, again, I think it depends on what industry we're talking about. Um, you know, are there existing customers? Is this all net new business? Uh, you know, so I'd, you'd have to look at that. Um, I, I love the idea of, of the research that you can do to gain insights about your buyers. Mm -hmm. And a lot, of, you know, that's done through social channels. It's done through the web. And, and so I'm going to bank on that, you know, that's, that's going to be my go-to place, but I'm also going to be on the phones because I can reach people a lot easier than spending 30 minutes writing an email. Mm-hmm. And by the way, no one should be spending 30 minutes on an email. The reason I say that is because I see salespeople <laughs> doing it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe if you're creating a template that you're going to send to a million people, that's one thing. But... Need templates. Yes. Yeah. But if you're doing a one-off email, it's taking you 30 minutes, then that's probably a problem. Bad use of time. <laughs> that's a bad use of time. It's that's not, right. it's important, but it's not that important. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my wife gives me a hard time of spending forever writing my emails too. But what can I say? I yeah. don't think I don't think I spend thirty minutes on a short email. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's a <laughs> for people that are concerned about that, I point them to a guy uh, write some good stuff. And then Ian Brody, he's from the UK, but he's got yeah. uh, a giveaway, the twenty-one word email. It's a great little tool for people that are stuck on emails and writing long ones. Check out Ian Brody's stuff uh, online. It's good. Yeah, he's a good guy. All right. So well, I want to thank you for joining me again. It's been my pleasure to have you back. My guest, Lori Richardson. You can visit her website at scoremoresales.com. Or to learn more about women sales pros and the work they're doing there is go to women, that's plural, W-O-M-E-N, salespros, plural, dot com. Anywhere else they can go to find information? That's, you know, that the, those are two good starting points. Anywhere on social media with Score More Sales, you'll probably find me. Yeah, excellent. Well, good. Well, thanks, thanks for joining yeah. me. I appreciate it. And remember, everybody, make it a part of your day every day to deliberately learn something new to help you accelerate the pace of your business. Subscribing to this podcast is an easy way to do that. That way, you'll make sure you don't miss any of our conversations with top business experts like our guest today, Lori Richardson, who share their experience and expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your business. So thanks for joining us. And until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com. Hi, this is Andy. I have a special offer for loyal listeners of Accelerate. It's a no-obligation, free trial of my zero-time selling interactive online training. Now, I've worked with thousands of sales reps to teach them how to use my zero-time selling to boost their productivity and transform the results. And so if you want to learn the same proven strategies to help you open more doors, have more effective sales conversations with prospects, and close more orders, then my zero-time selling interactive training system is a fit for you. 
It's incredibly simple to start. Just take out your smartphone and text the word TRUST, that's T-R-U-S-T, to 96000. Now, do you have your phone ready? Send a text to 96000. That's a nine and a six followed by three zeros. Now enter the single word message TRUST and hit send and you hear right back from me with instructions on how to sign up for your free trial on my zero-time selling interactive training. I look forward to seeing you there.